This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3633, for Wednesday, the 6th of July, 2022. Today's show is entitled, The Collective History of Raid Controller Brands. It is hosted by JWP and is about 14 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, Computer memory is a generic term for all of the different types of data storage technology that a CE. Good day. My name is JWP, and today I want to talk about the types of computer memory. Okay, so I, you know, when I think about memory, I normally think about uh, RAM, but it, it's it's not the case. Uh, Computer memory is a generic term f- for all the types of data storage t- technology that the computer may use, including RAM, ROM, and flash memory. Some types of computer memory can be very fast, meaning that the central processing unit, or CPU, can access the data stored there very quickly. Other types are designed to be very low cost so that large amounts of data can be stored there economically. Another way the computer memory can vary is that some types are non-volatile. This means they can store the data on a long-term basis when there is no power. And some types are volatile, which means they're faster, but they lose all their data when the power is switched off. A computer system is built using a combination of these types of memory, and the exact configuration can be optimized to produce the maximum data processing speed or the minimum or the minimum cost or some compromise in between the two so what are the different types of computer memory although many types of memory in a computer exist the most basic distinction is between primary memory often called system memory and secondary memory which is more commonly called storage the key differences between the primary and secondary memory is speed of access. So primary memory includes ROM and RAM and is located close to the CPU on the computer motherboard, enabling the CPU to read data from the primary memory very quickly indeed. It's used to store data at the CPU which immediately which CPU needs immediately so that it does not have to wait for it to be delivered. Secondary memory, by contrast, is usually located within a separate storage device, such as a hard disk or solid-state drive, which is connected to the computer system either directly or over the network. The cost per gigabyte of secondary memory is much lower, but the read and write speeds are significantly slower. So, primary types of memory. So you have RAM and ROM. Okay, so RAM is random access memory, and ROM is read-only memory. So let's look in depth at both these types of memory. RAM computer memory. The ARCOM RAM stems from the fact that data is is stored in random access memory can be accessed, as the name suggests, in any random order. Or put another way, any random bit of data can be accessed just as quickly as another bit. The most important things to understand about RAM is that RAM memory is very fast and can be written to as well as read. 
it's volatile so that all the stored all the data stored in RAM is lost when the power uh, when it loses power and finally it's very expensive compared to all types of memory second all types of secondary memory in terms of cost per gigabyte it is because of the relative high cost that RAM is compared to sec secondary storage types that most computers use both primary and secondary memory. So I, I, I work with in-memory databases and I can assure you that the largest hardware cost in the computer is, is the RAM. Uh, the CPU is second, but it's only a fraction of, of, of what the, um, the RAM is. So the so data that's required for intimate processing is moved to RAM where it can be accessed and modified very quickly so that the CPU is not kept waiting. And and this this is why the in-memory database is so great is that you can do analytical stuff or uh or you can you can do queries and it's just it's just really really fast. And when the data, data is no longer required it's shutted into out to lower cheaper memory subsystem and the RAM space is freed up and can be filled with the next chunk of data that's about to be used. So there are several types of RAM. Uh, the, so you have DRAM and SDRAM. I haven't used SDRAM in a long time. Uh, so DRAM is what we use at work and it comes in a variety of flavors. So, so DRAM stands for dynamic RAM. And the most common type of RAM used in computers, the oldest type is a single, uh, it's known as single data rate or SDR RAM. But newer computers use faster dual rate DDR DRAM. And DDR comes in several versions, including DDR2, DDR3, and DDR4, which offers better performance and is more energy efficient than DDR. However, different versions are incompatible, so it's not possible to mix DDR2 with DDR3 on a computer system. DRAM consists of transistor of a transistor and a capacitor in each cell. Okay, so the other type is SRAM, which stands for static RAM. And it's a particular type of RAM which is faster than DRAM but more expensive and bulkier, having six transistors for each cell. For those reasons, SRAM is generally used as a data cache within a CPU itself or as RAM in a very high-end computer systems. A small SRAM cache of most of the immediately needed data can result in significant speed improvements. Okay, The key differences between DRAM, SRAM, and is that SRAM is much faster than DRAM. And these perhaps two or three times faster, but it's more expensive and bulkier. SRAM is usually available in megabytes, whereas DRAM is purchased in gigabytes. DRAM uses more energy than SRAM because it needs to be refreshed to maintain data integrity, while SRAM, though volatile, does not need constant refreshing when it's powered up. So let's move on to ROM computer memory. ROM stands for read-only memory, and the name stems from the fact that while data can be read from this type of computer memory, data cannot normally be written to it. It's a very fast type of computer memory, 
which is usually located close to the CPU on the motherboard. ROM is a type of non-volatile memory, which means the data stored in the ROM persists, even the memory when it receives no power. For example, the computer is shut off. In that sense, it's similar to secondary memory, which is used for long-term storage. When the computer is turned on, the CPU can begin reading information stored on ROM without the need for drivers or other complex software to communicate with it. The ROM usually contains a bootstrap code, which is a basic set of instructions that the computer needs to carry out to become aware of the operating system stored in the secondary memory and to load parts of the operating system into the primary memory so they can stand up and be ready to use. ROM is used in simpler electronic devices to store firmware which runs the device uh, when the device is switched on. And there's some types of ROM. So you have PROM, which stands for programmable read memory only, and it's different from true ROM in that a ROM is programmed, the data is written to it during the manufacturing process. A PROM is manufactured in empty state and then programmed later uh, on a PROM program or a burner. And then you have a an EEPROM, and EEPROM stands for Erasable Programmable Read-Only Memory. As the name suggests, the data stored in an EEPROM can be erased and the EEPROM can be programmed again. Erasing an EEPROM involves removing it from the computer and exposing it to ultraviolet light before reburning it. Okay, and then there is an EEPROM, an EEPROM. Uh, um, and it stands for electrically erasable programmable read-only memory. And the distinction between an EEPROM and an EEPROM is rather it can be erased and written to by the computer system and it's installed in and that the EEPROM is, is not strictly read-only. However, in many cases, the write process is slow, so it normally so, so it's normally only done to update program code, such as firmware BIOS code, on the occasional basis. Confusionally, NAD flash memory, such as that found on USB sticks and solid-state drives, is a type of EE-ROM, but NAND flash is considered to be secondary memory. So, secondary type memory types. So, we have hard disk, and we have SSDs, and we have optical like a cd or dvd drive we have tape drives secondary memory also includes storage arrays including 3d nad flash arrays connected over a storage area network or san storage devices which may be connected over a conventional network are known as network attached storage or nas arguably cloud storage can also be called secondary memory so the differences between ram and rom a ROM is non-volatile, it's fast to read, it's usually used in small quantities, it cannot be written too quickly, it's used to store boot instructions or firmware, it's relatively expensive per megabyte stored compared to RAM. So, and what is RAM? RAM is volatile, it's fast to read and write, it's used as a primary system to store data, including program code that the CPU needs to access immediately. It's relatively cheap per megabyte compared to ROM, but it's relatively expensive compared to secondary memory. So what 
technology is between primary and secondary memory. In the last year or so, a new medium called 3D XPoint has been developed with characteristics that lie between primary and secondary memory. A 3D XPoint is more expensive but faster than secondary memory and is lower cost but slower than RAM. It's also a non-volatile memory type. And these characteristics mean that it can be used as an alternative to RAM and systems which require vast amounts of system memory that would be too expensive to build using RAM, such as systems hosting in-memory databases. The trade-off is that such systems do not enjoy the full performance gains of just using RAM. Since the 3D XPoint is non-volatile, systems use a 3D XPoint for system memory can be up and running again after a power failure or interruption very quickly without the need for all the data to be read back into system memory uh, from the secondary memory. And I did a show about PMIM and I think Intel's PMIM uh, technology came from this 3D XPoint. All right. Hey, you all have a great time. Uh, uh, I'll talk to you next time. Enjoy your day. been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.